Welcome to Yak. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> uh, for a brag point. <laughs> you bra- okay, you get a brag point every time brag I point break you. Me off. No. Yeah. Minus mm-hmm. one brag point. Wow, nope. minus one brag point. Man. Uh, okay, Erased. great. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Minus another one. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <sighs> it's like a pebble on the track. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Yeah. Fuck, God damn it. I did it myself that time. I wasn't I'll even going to do down. it. I wasn't even going to do it. Three, two, one. <laughs> Three, two, one, oh, go. Oh, Cutting it close. Three, two, one, go. Oh, yeah. Mm. Three. Oh. What's that? What's that noise? It's like Morse code in my ear. What the fuck okay. is happening mm. over there? Yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, the mic's got some kind of right. feedback, or the headphones yeah. do. Three, two, one. The Yak Babies, Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Best Friend Wax. Need smoother friends? Wax them. My name's Eric, <laughs> my personal pals, Dave. Good morning, boys. We have Brick. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And oh, uh, to my left, we have new mainness, Nico. Is the best applied to friends or the wax? friends okay so you, you can you, only wax your best friends well the wax is true. mediocre try waxing casual friends yo go but it won't go so well <laughs> i know we've only just met but i have this hot tub of wax <laughs> we're work friends we want to advance yeah. our relationship and see how waxing helps it no 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 we're not doing waxing each other we're talking about books our topic today is the three books you would recommend are things books that everyone should read let's say so three books that everyone should read at some point in their life this is a tough question i thought about this a lot yeah. I'm, I'm i'm still kind of formatting answers as we record which is thrilling <laughs> but i was thinking about like my criteria like how do you answer this question yeah because a lot of the yak baby's favorites we kind of joked with this you know in in sort of developing the episode in the first place that we would just say our usual hits right our kind of like yak baby's canon but a lot of the canon, I don't think, fits in this question, right? right? I don't think a lot of our favorites would would maybe be the things that everyone should read. We'll see what we say, but I but I doubt mm. it. I kept thinking in terms of something that would be universally beneficial, right? <laughs> something that sort of would do good in the world in some way that people aren't gonna like, but it'll be good for the world. Well, uh, maybe like more just like you should read this regardless of whether you it's your favorite book or not, and more just like it will like teach you something, right? Or like open something right. up for you. Which I think I kind of find a couple that fit that mold. I want to see what, mm-hmm. what all your thoughts are. Anyone else sort of want to frame the way they approach the question in the first place? Like, what were your, your criteria when it comes to a book that everyone should read? Yeah, that's the same question I thought. And I think because we just came up with the topic, I'm just going to go with my first instinct, which is, like, a bunch of books that would probably be banned by Republicans that <laughs> I feel like they should read. Okay, so the theory here is sort of like getting work in before... Yeah. Almost like a sort of Fahrenheit 451 way, like sort of memorizing books before they're banned so you can go carry the legacy on somewhere. 
Okay, I like that. That's good. Well, Nico, why don't you go first? Tell us one of your books that everyone should read. All right. Well, I'll say the first one is the one that I've talked to you guys about a lot, which is the uh, Life from Uncommon Stars, the oh, yeah. book about novel about a trans girl in Los Angeles. I, For my money, it's the best book about the experience of growing up marginalized hmm. in America that I've read. So, that, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. My so first like, book. So, to, to use your framework for it, that's a book that probably would not be published under a more authoritarian regime that you're imagining or predicting, maybe. Right. Right. Or the one that would help because, I, for whatever reason, like, white male douchebags in America seem to love to uh, to, to become more conservative mm. in, as a reaction to any criticism whatsoever. Right. So, yeah. Excellent. I like that. Brick, can you explain to us a bit your, your thoughts on the criteria and then offer yeah. your first, your book? Well, I tried to think of text that would, like at least from my perspective, be beneficial for everyone to share, right? Yeah. To have some, some commonality and hopefully yeah. impart some wisdom or goodness. And then I found it very hard to think of books that fit that criteria. <laughs> so, and I also found that the more I thought about it, the more I was very stuck in like Western answers, mm. which doesn't feel universal. So that doesn't fit the criteria. Right. But my third one kind of broke out of that. So, uh, the first one I decided on was the the Metamorphosis by uh, by Ovid. Yeah, you know, not universal, but more broad for for Western mythology or whatever. There's a lot of stories in there. There's a lot of artistry in there. I mean, there's different translations, obviously, but I think you can't really go wrong with any of them. Yeah. And there's an opportunity to share stories, right? And in fact, those those stories are the basis of a lot of the stories we, we still share now, right? And a lot of our TV shows and movies are ro- rooted in those storytelling traditions and, and themes and characters and, and whatever else. So having some more kind of kind of knowledge of the, the stories and the, and the lessons they are intended to impart, I think it's nice. You know, the point of that book is to tell fairly commonly known then especially, but still now, stories from that mythology but to reshape them around a common theme which is change right right and so you know i I like that plus i just really like that book Uh, dave i want to hear your thoughts on the criteria and also maybe reveal your first uh, but yeah i guess you know the should part is is what sticks out if we're talking about everybody in the world Mm -hmm. and like why what are we aiming for like right entertainment would be one thing but you know Ideally, <laughs> we could somehow try to make the world a better place. I think one place to start, particularly in this country, although there are plenty other countries where it would apply as well, and this comprises more than one book, but I'm going to make it one entry, is that have all religious people actually read their foundational text. Mm. Oh. Like... I feel like there are so many problem-causing Christians in this country, for example, who love to quote their their favorite book but haven't actually spent any time with it. And that if they did, right, you know, maybe they might change the way they approach certain things. Yeah, or kill their first child. One or the other. Win-win. 
Yeah, no, I think that makes sense, Dave. It's a good pick. It's, I mean, it, it's an interesting question too because it, it then brings into like interpretation of the question, right? Like the the texts themselves say things, but there's obviously so often misinterpreted for your own or, or you know, people's uh, preferences or whatever, or biases or inclinations. So trying, yeah, hoping that sort of like reading mandate also comes with a interpretation. You can like this is the way you have to receive it as opposed to. To reading blindly for what you want. Sure, like how so many of them just, they haven't actually read the Bible, but they've memorized certain passages that have been quoted back to them again and again without having right. access to, well, they have access, just choosing not to access other similar, you know, other passages that address the same topic, but in totally opposite ways. And that, right. you know, yeah. they can make up their own minds. And maybe if they spent some time doing that, things would be a little better. Yeah, right. no, totally agree. My first pick is along those same lines too. So I was like, yeah, I mentioned sort of thinking in terms of like beneficial, like what would help people. And I gotta say, I chose famously decanonized George Orwell classic 1984. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, that was gonna say that too. God damn you. You can still say it. Yeah, that was on mine too. <laughs> it just seems like... And we discussed this when we sort of did our, our discussion of the book in our canon, our canon episode from a long time ago. It just speaks to the time, right? It speaks to the issues that that still matter today that he Oral was super perceptive and he knew exactly what was going to happen somehow. You know, read the tea leaves very effectively. And lots from that book is useful just in terms of framing the world that you're in. Now, we also discussed in our, our conversation that time about the overuse of 1984 as a reference point, and that we'll see it a lot in political rhetoric for, you know, Elon Musk is doing it currently, right? Um, there was that horrible tweet, I don't know if you saw, that he was like, he just retweeted a meme, but it was something about how, like, it was a Venn diagram of three circles that represented 1984, Brave New World, and Fahrenheit 451, and the center, there was an arrow that said, like, you are here, which is like some sort of, like, comment on the world, whatever. Ignoring, By people who have never read any of those books. Right. And then those books actually, like, they yeah. have competing ideas of, like, right. Obviously. Yeah. So it just seems like, yeah, like, more than ever, if you need someone to guide you through the concept of, you know, techno-political dystopia, you have to have that. It seems like a user's manual uh, more than a novel these days. Nico, number two. What do you got? Number two is 1984. <laughs> 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 I guess I'll say we, mm. which I think was kind of the er text of 1984 like 19 early 1920s oh, oh, yeah, sure. uh, right. a russian novel that uh has a lot of the same themes and orwell almost assuredly took a lot of his inspiration from right yep yeah that makes sense dave what about you your number two pick well yeah since you guys took 1980 qt84 oh <laughs> i guess my next would be beloved Oh, okay. Interesting. Tell us more. No, I think I'm sure that there are books that deal, particularly nonfiction books that deal more brutally with slavery, Hmm. but that itself isn't the point. And I can't think of any novels that do it more artfully and with such a gripping story to go along with it. But like all of the horrors from that book are, you know, stuff that comes from real life, you know, not just what slavery was like, but the main characters in particular, are drawn from historical figures. And yeah, again, you know, I mean, it's kind of similar to my first one. It's America-centric. But, you know, I think there are a lot of people who could benefit from getting a richer understanding of what 
that era in our country was actually like and how it right. still plays a role in our world today. Yeah. That and then sense. and then yeah, also definitely. they'd have access to, you know, one of the greatest pieces of literature that we've we've produced. Right. Uh, Brick, your number two choice. So second, I, I picked a Shakespeare text. Hmm. Kind of went back and forth between Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet. Hmm. One, I think they're two probably the most accessible texts. Landed on Hamlet because I think the way it handles introspection, introspection and ambivalence. There's some there's some pretty broad themes, you know, around around deceit and hmm. coming of age, etc. That you know, I, I think it's important. I, it, it's hard. It's hard to say that I think the whole world should read Shakespeare without feeling like right. an asshole, though. So, but I'll stick with it anyway because I couldn't think of anything better. Sure, I mean that makes sense. There's something even that extends beyond sort of cultural boundaries of like working with language, right? Plotting, setting up character, that kind of stuff. Like sort of like kind of thematic devices there. Yeah, just yeah. go watch The Lion King. <laughs> sure. Okay, great. My number two was Charlotte's Web by. Uh, E.B. White, right? Just I love his grammar book. Yes, sure. Strunk and White. I picked it because it, I was trying to think of books that would sort of teach about, I don't know, like morals, right? It's like being a good person. And uh, trying to find something that fits or sort of like would sort of slot into a more universal take that wasn't, I thought, condescending or reductive was hard. Uh, so Charles Love, I think, fits that or threads that needle really well. It's a very... Easy to read, you know, it's a kid's book, it's very casual, but it sort of carries a, a message that goes beyond just a kid's message. It's very deep, I think, and, and sort of useful expression of kindness and what it means to belong. So yeah, Charlotte's Web, I think, would easily translate for, for most people and sort of tells, a, I think, a pretty important story. Okay, round three. This is where it gets tricky for me. <laughs> I thought of two pretty quickly, and my third I really struggled with. So, Nico, what was your third choice for the book you'd recommend everyone read? Uh, well, so I have one in mind, and then when Dave was talking about Beloved and, and books about slavery, mm. I thought of a book that was written by a woman that we went to grad school with, mm. Latanya McQueen, When the Reckoning Comes. is oh. a horror, horror novel about uh, the ghosts that, uh, live at a plantation and hmm. and there's like a wedding at a plantation and it's pretty gruesome it's like there's like shit about that i that i had never heard before like they used to make wallets out of human skin oh yeah like, yeah gross that kind of shit yeah and that that is the book i thought of hmm. interesting my my third and, and then my third book would be a different <laughs> different book uh gender queer by maya baby mm. which was banned by a bunch of uh, right-wing states yeah last mm. year or the year before and it's ironically it's because that that book is about books not having any representation in fiction and then they ban that book right uh and pretty terrible yeah absolutely yeah. and it's also it's like so it's it's like i feel like when they ban books like that they just don't they don't actually read them because there's nothing in no, there that's, not. that's that's controversial or like offensive or anything. It's like it's literally just like a a, a bio graphic novel about a memoir, graphic memoir, I guess, about th this person just not having any any tools to understand who they were because society was so conservative. Right. right. Yeah, there was an anecdote from. One of the the bands around that that graphic novel, I can't remember where it was located specifically, but you know some callous 
a cynical politician, conservative politician, had brought a copy of the book and was waving it in their hand as they gave their stump speech, calling it child pornography. And then some reporter, some very sharp, smart reporter, thank God, was like, so you think you brought child pornography to this meeting? Like, you're holding child pornography in front of you? And they were like, oh, well, no, I don't mean that. Like, the framing of it is so stupid that, that clearly no one has read it. Like, it's not, it's just, I mean, yeah, without getting too deep into it, it's just a, it's a stupid weapon just bigotry yeah absolutely excellent good good choice brick your third choice yeah so i tried to think of something not western Mm. and a little more hopefully just like direct so i read a lot of buddhist books Hmm. and i think similar to what dave was saying but maybe kind of the opposite i think it would be nice if more people just kind of explored yeah, I think everyone should read the Bible, even hmm. though I don't think everyone should believe that the Bible is some sort of moral instructions instruction learning. manual. Yeah, and so what I landed on there's a there's a Vietnamese monk named Thich Nhat Han hmm. who writes a lot of books, and they're all pretty good. And my favorite one is a very short one called The Miracle of Mindfulness, and hmm. it is a very easy read. It's not preachy. It doesn't really spend much time on actual buddhism instead it talks about sort of like the practice of learning to sort of approach your own thoughts and kind of take the time to appreciate what you're doing like there's a whole section on just like eating an orange and thinking about it while you're eating it things like that right how like washing the dishes can be the worst part of your day or it can be a relaxing five minutes stuff like that right Uh, it's a very good book it's pretty short you can read it in an afternoon and it's just just kindness you know and right i think we could use a lot more of that in the world yeah sort of like i mean not secular but sort of like a sort of like a more yeah uh, open approach to sort of like you know moral instruction provided mm-hmm. by religion yeah okay. yeah but there's nothing in it about other people right it's all about right. you how you how you think about and treat yourself and then the expectation is if you're you know if you're not a selfish dick and everyone decides not to be a selfish dick, we'll just get along better, right? So just right. worry about caring about yourself. Absolutely. That's yeah. good. Dave, your third pick. My third answer, I think I'm going to go with Night. Hmm. Similar reasons, I guess, to Beloved. It's just like, you know, there are a lot of Holocaust deniers out there, which is absurd, and, you know, making them read this book isn't going to change their mind. But right. for the people who do believe that it happened but don't really give a shit, I think that could be... This could be a helpful read. And similar to, to Morrison's book, it's just like really artfully done as well. It's just like, you know, if if memory serves, it's like very short, like 100, 150 pages maybe. And just like unrelenting nightmare of what that experience was like. Yeah. You know, Night is a good title. It's just so fucking dark. And I, th- I believe that I read that in, in high school for a class. Right and have since read it again and oof i mean that's it's a tough book but i think it's something that a lot of people should be should should give themselves access to yeah definitely i mean it's like again sort of kind of that sort of secular version of moral instruction night sort of gives you it's yeah I mean, how could you read that book and not sort of understand what it means to be human right in the human condition i guess yeah that's a good pick my fourth pick is i, I this is hard for me i was trying to find the right the thing to thread the needle is looking for again something that like provides some sense of a guidance, uh, but also what matters and perhaps sort of pushed by recency in my own life. I ended up on The Heart is a Lonely Hunter by Carson McCullers, which I think is a good, it's a great novel. I, I love that book, but also provides in the same way that 
Charlotte's Web kind of provides sort of like instructions for living. The Heart is a Lonely Hunter provides instructions for grieving and loss. It's sort of like a guide to sadness, I think, in some ways. It's a great, sad Southern novel by a great, sad Southern novelist. And it really like fits the bill. But it's not like a hopeless novel. It's not like nihilism. It's It's got a really sort of important core to it. But it just is important for, I think, understanding like how to to experience loss and what that might be like. Well, those are our picks. Heavy picks, but good ones for sure. I, I think I, I, I stand by these recommendations. I think you should read these books, and I hope that you do. If you do, uh, we'd love to know what you think. You can contact us at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts and reactions to these readings or your suggestions as well. You can also find us on social media. We're at yakbabies at most places, on Twitter certainly, and, and we'll be reaching and branching out on our social media sometime soon. But most importantly, go to patreon.com slash yakbabies to get access to our Patreon podcast, a bonus podcast full of yakbabies content, the games, discussions, you know, deep probing philosophical questions about our lives and our values, plus like, you know, ranking ghost jokes. Um, all kinds of fun like that happens on Patreon for $1 a month is what we're asking to get access to all that fun. And then also also our merch, tinyurl, tinyurl.com slash yakbabies where you can get bonus stuff like t-shirts posters mugs etc with bricks dines on them all very funny all very good check it out until then yak babies yakking off the yak babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners and especially their patrons both past and present including michael bonnie sebastian david roger kathleen bailey andrew gilbert and william howard taft oh.